Welcome to another episode of The Deep Dive. The Deep Dive is a podcast where we uh, intentionally talk about the things that we commit to doing week in and week out. Uh, so sometimes we take sermons and we go a little deeper. And today, uh, really grateful to be joined by Caleb Carlson, who leads worship uh, at, at here at Calvary. And today we're going to dive a little deeper on worship, what yes. we're doing together and there's even a, a particular song we've been singing that you'd like to talk more about today. So yes, I'm looking forward to that. So I'm Dan, this is Caleb, and we're thrilled that you're joining us. Yes, um, Caleb, one of the things that we've been up to at Calvary in the last year is getting better, getting good at talking about what we do and why we do it. And worship is a major commitment of Calvary Church. Like, it is, it is foundational, and it's something everybody participates in together, which makes it really special. So you and I had a chance over the—it uh, would have been spring and early summer— to work with a group of people on a worship visioneering team yes. where we were working on how do we talk about worship in really helpful ways. So we created a worship environment description— that uh, that that helps everybody at Calvary know what is it we're doing and why are we doing it this way uh, in worship. Uh, I, I wonder uh, for you, what was that process like talking about something that you think about every day of your of your work week? Yeah. you know, and and probably some days when you're not working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was that like for you to to slow down and with a team of people talk about worship? And how we talk about worship. Well, first, it was it was energizing to me to be around others that are passionate about the topic and that have some real insight as to what is worship and what do we desire worship to be like at Calvary as far as mm-hmm. the worship ministry environment. So it was just energizing for me to be able to, um, you know, to not like I never need to be the driver we have we have amazing teams we have wonderful people I just get the privilege of just like kind of helping to steer the ship a little bit but to be able to just really sit back and let them talk and hear their hearts is really cool and what came out of it is pretty exciting and so it was energizing for me so that was my experience Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really cool. As a, a participant and a, a, often a listener, it was also really wonderful to hear your voice on that team, joining with others yeah. and talking about it. And so the the I like the steering uh, yeah. metaphor. That's pretty good. Yeah. So what we wound up saying is this: when Jesus matters most, transformation follows. Uh, therefore, we welcome the whole of Calvary Church and every guest to consider, trust, and celebrate both the excellence and sufficiency of Jesus so that each person experiences Jesus in their own life, in the lives of those around them, and in the rhythms of our church. We reflect the unique, welcoming presence of Jesus through worship gatherings, clear teaching, and intentional communication. Yeah. Now, you uh, you are our leader uh, when it comes to worship gatherings. And in this profile, there were two like keys to worship and then seven values that were listed. The keys were that Jesus transforms us and we reflect his presence. That's kind of in the definition, you know, like we worship is about what's happening in our hearts, you know. And we also said as a key, the Holy Spirit helps us. Mm -hmm. It was important to our team to remember that it's God who works transformation in us start to finish as it is. 
Uh, but we had seven values yes. that touch on uh, touch on what we do when we get together to, to sing and to pray and to reflect together. We said our values are to be biblical with humility, uh, to be inspiring with direction, encouraging to a fault, authentic with face and voice, excellent with creativity, gentle with assertion, and united as one whole and healthy local church. Uh, pick out one of those values mm. and you know talk about what does that mean to you? How do you see it play out? Maybe even why does it mean so much to you? Yeah, um, if you would, repeat the one about excellence so that we can hear that again because yeah. I want to speak into that excellence yeah. of creativity. Uh, one of the values is to be excellent with creativity. Worship gatherings, clear teaching, and intentional communication are crafts we commit to continually develop through team models, curious learning, and requested feedback. Yes, I love this one. First of all, I love how we hold hands like across ministries, like in the worship ministry environment in particular, um, as I'm helping to lead the services, the mm. gatherings, um, as you know, but I, I'm working closely with the teaching team as they're working on their sermons and the teaching aspects. I'm working closely with Kyle and his communication patterns and how that comes out in services. And yeah. it just crosses so much that we get to work together a lot. Yeah. And so having this clear vision to be excellent creative is wonderful to me because a lot of times that can be something that just comes out in music. And I don't mean that negatively about anyone or anywhere, but in this sense, having it as a value for the overall mm. ministry environment of worship, mm -hmm. we're all holding that value. And then as we mm. are holding hands through it together, it's just working well. Yeah. Now, uh, what I said in my uh, philosophy of ministry, I was giving voice yeah. to how in worship services, this is how we contribute mm. to the seven values. Mm -hmm. Here's what I said about that one. I said, we practice, rehearse, and refine all aspects of services in order to have a creative and distraction-free environment. The key word there is like, in all of them, actually, I, I started with the word we. Mm. Hmm. It's just so, it's team-oriented. It's not a person ever, anywhere. Yeah. It can't be. That yeah. doesn't work. No. Um, so our volunteers and staff alike yeah. working together um, to practice, to rehearse. There's a difference there. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll take your word for you that. Practice I'm not home. a great we musician. We rehearse when we're together. Okay. We can't be practicing and learning our parts when we're together because we, what we're doing when we're together is I, learning what to do here. I learned something in go. this moment. That's Same good. Same thing for tech. They come in like... Yeah. Hopefully knowing that what they're contributing. Yeah. And then we rehearse that together on Sunday morning. Yeah. And then we refine all aspects of service. Um, we want, like this says, a distraction-free environment. Yeah. We want to do our part to set the stage as God's doing his work. It's not us. We know that. Our part, though, is to do our best to create a distraction-free welcoming, warm, inspiring environment for people to grow in and through worship. Yeah. So um, I love, that's I love that. That means that the participant or someone who's joining, uh, whether it's regularly or even as a guest, is part of that experience mm -hmm. too because you've, um, in a sense, like you've kept their seat and they're part of the table like free of clutter. Yes. So their participation now can join. They're, they're just not practicing or rehearsing. Yeah. For the person in the pew, there's yeah. just participating. Yeah. 
but um that's a that's a uh, that plays out yeah. I, I think um i think that's something that i really appreciate and enjoy is there's a certain level of artistic excellence um that's uh I, I'm, I'm a music guy i'm not a great musician myself yeah. but i love music and um, i love what where music can take me yeah and uh something i, I deeply appreciate yeah so good. you uh you were you kind of in passing to talk about excellence with creativity, you mentioned a philosophy of ministry. Yes. That's also some of the work that we've been doing. And so uh, philosophy of ministry really is, is us again, trying to talk about what are we doing and why in really helpful ways. So you took time and you spent a lot of time and uh, I'm really grateful for it. (laughs) And you've put together a pretty compelling document that describes based on our vision as a church, based on our beliefs, based on our transformational profile, and based on the ministry environment profile, the worship environment, you've then said, okay, so what are we doing when we get together for worship? What am I leading toward uh, is is one angle, and what are we all doing together to to be a worshiping church? That's our our commitment, be a worshiping church. So, why don't you give us the highlights? Like, mm. you know, talk a little yeah. bit about like, so if you're listening, here's how you're listening. You're listening for what am I a part of? Yeah. And maybe even how can I contribute when I participate? Sure. Yeah. So I'd love to just read the first section because I think yeah. it is a nice snapshot. And I actually shared this in service yeah. a couple of weeks ago, but um, it's just describing how worship is unique. Like it, every area of ministry at Calvary has a unique role. That's right. And it all plays together. But here's how worship services are unique. It says, in worship services, we desire to creatively and clearly lead the gathered body in corporate gospel-centered worship so that it draws them to the continual transformation that Jesus offers so that they experience and pursue personal, holistic, and lifestyleistic worship regularly. Um, Did you make up a word? <laughs> I did make up a word. Lifestyleistic. Like uh, we're just gonna say Romans made me make that up. Okay, Ro- Rome, <laughs> all of Romans, <laughs> part of Romans, Romans twelve. Yeah, right where it says, yeah. "Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice." This is your mm. spiritual worship. Nice. Uh, it's funny, I, I, you know, if you ask the question, "What is worship?" My favorite song. My favorite song. <laughs> or when I pray. Yeah. Or there are lots of great answers to that. Yeah. I'm actually really convicted that there is an answer. Yeah. Because a lot of times it's one of those things people are like, well, it's, that's arbitrary. It's, yeah. a, you know, there's a lot of different answers to that. I'm actually pretty convicted that there's an answer to that. Yeah. When we look to scripture and that is worship is a lifestyle. Yeah. So now, like the phrase that comes out of my mouth sometimes of like, I'm going to worship. Yeah. Like as in I'm going to a place. Yeah. I'm going to an event. Yeah. That I'm, I'm maybe not actually catching the, um, the breadth and the depth, sure. And the every the mundane nature of worship. When I think of the yeah. momentary highlight of it, if you're hard on yourself, that's what you'd bring out. I'm not hard on myself. Okay. Don't worry about that. But yeah, that's just culture. That's yeah. just words get used. That's okay. like calling tissues by the brand name Kleenex. I'm gonna Google it. You know what like, I mean? Yeah, like it's sure. yeah, but it's it's. Yeah, worship is a lifestyle. If you're going to worship, you should probably question, like, why am I not worshiping now? Mm. You know, everything we do should be offered up in that way. Now, here's what I love about 
what we've written here is it refers towards the beginning. If you remember, it says lead the gathered body in corporate yeah. worship. Yeah. Like that. Oh, those are important words. Those are really important gathered words. Gathered body, corporate worship. Yes. 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 Because, and it says gospel centered worship. Sorry about that. That's important but it, too. It's also very important, but the lifestyle thing, you could be doing that. That's great. But yes, you could still be planning to go to the gathered corporate worship setting. And that is okay to name out loud and to say, because it's different. And then later on I say, cause it leads us to experience and pursue yeah. a personal worship, cool. a holistic yeah. worship, yeah. a lifestyleistic worship cool. on the regular. Okay. So I love that. And I love that it's in your description uh, of what we're heading toward, uh, partially because of what we did on the visioneering team. When we, we, there's this, that analogy about cooking for me, it just really helped me put a lot of things yes. in order. And so this idea that when I'm coming to benefit from y'all who are leading and sure. to join my voice with yours and, and everyone who's gathered, um, I'm also learning about something. Uh, I'm learning something about worship that I'm going to need the rest of the week. Yeah. And, and it's a way that I'm growing and it helps me to grow, um, not through just a good experience, but through actual participation. Yeah. So I, I love that. I experienced yeah. that. Cool. That's wonderful. There's a, is there anything else in the philosophy that you were wanting to highlight? Uh, it, just it speaks to um, the way that we desire to encourage one another in that corporate setting. That's why it's different than yeah. personal worship is because it's not hmm. just a vertical thing. Yeah. Me and God corporate worship has a horizontal effect to it. hundred percent. That it's yep. to help to edify the body, to lift yeah. them up, to encourage. Ooh. That's what that word kind of means. Like yeah. encourage, lift up, edify yeah. those around you in Christ. We have a mutual friend so. that used to say encourage means to give courage to. Mm. Um, and I think that is maybe something, it's something that I definitely appreciate at Calvary is, and something I really appreciate about uh, your awareness as a leader for us and with us. Um, uh, when we look at the Psalms, um, I remember doing a study on the Psalms and a, a very wise teacher of the material said, we all need to come to reconcile with the fact that these were written to be sung corporately, mm -hmm. which means every singer of the psalm in the gathered in the gathering wasn't necessarily feeling what that psalm no. said. So the question became, well, what does singing this do for the person singing and the person mm -hmm. next to them singing with? Yeah. Yeah. And I remembered like a time when Mandy and I went through a miscarriage mm. and how hard it was to sing at church, but yeah. how comforting it was to hear others singing. Mm. It gave me courage. Absolutely. In, in, in a way. That's edifying the body. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. 100%. And that's, you have a place in that as the one who needs the encouragement as well. It's not mm. just, I'm the one encouraging. It's the, I'm going to worship. I'm going to corporate worship because I need encouraged. Yeah. It's that. That's yeah. good. That's good. I love that a lot. I feel like um, those threads uh, yeah. of the threads of we we're learning to worship with our whole lives. Mm -hmm. We're choosing to worship together yes. both for ourselves and for each other. Mm -hmm. um, those have a strong tie to a Latin phrase yes. that you love. <laughs> and all I remember is the word Lex, Lex. from it. And, and when I, yeah. when that word comes to mind, Lex Luthor and bat and like Superman <laughs> come to mind and I get real distracted. Yeah, real that fast. Ain't it. That's that not ain't it. it. So speak some Latin. Yeah. Lex Orandi, Lex Credendi. Let me see if I can Come say on. it. Lex Orandi. 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 Lex Orandi. Lex Credendi. Got it. 
feel like I'm casting a spell. <laughs> like I should be Lexorandi Lex Credendi. <laughs> what does that mean? The law of what is prayed is the law of what is believed. Ooh. Let me put it simply. Okay. We sing our theology. Yeah. We sing. St. Augustine would have said, when you sing, you pray twice. What, when you're engaging a creative side of your heart, of your soul, of, of you, mm. an image bearer of God, that's tapping into a new level than just a communication platform. Mm. So it's saying, hey, God, here I am. Here's my whole heart. Just like you're praying, but it's engaging that creative side of us as image bearers of the mm. creator. Therefore, yeah. there's two depths to the prayer now. Wow. And Augustine's saying, when you sing, you pray twice. Wow. Because it's both areas. Wow. Um, that's what that's getting after. I love those two things. It doesn't live anywhere uh, technically, you know, in our yeah. convictions. It, I did slide it in my philosophy ministry Good. as kind of a value and like what drives things. But um, so Lex Arande, Lex Arande, Lex, Lex Credendi. The so. law of what is prayed is the law of what is believed. Hmm. So the words we sing matter. They really yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Are there any songs that we're currently singing mm-hmm. that maybe have a special place either in your heart or a special place in this conversation of, you know, what we pray is what we believe. Mm-hmm. Um, what we sing is what we pray twice yeah. is what we believe and what we learn to live out. Yeah. You know, there's lots of different types of songs within worship. There are songs that are calls to worship. There are songs that are confession, although we need to get better at writing those because they're, they're few. There are songs of praise, adoration. There are songs that just declare the truth of the narrative of Jesus, of the mm. gospel. Um, you know, a lot of times those songs of the narrative of the gospel um, kind of take a new depth in that world of mm. Lex Arandi, Lex Crinity. Like mm. when we're singing the truth, of our separation from God and the redemption that takes place through Jesus. To me, those are for me personally, if I can speak from that level, it's really, there's even more depth to Mm. that because it's like, I'm engaging this creative side. I'm engaging this communicative side with God, but then I'm also engaging this part of my soul. That's like known as a redeemed child. Yeah. There's like a third layer when I'm yeah. singing gospel. Ooh, that's cool. You know, that's really cool. So yeah, there's, there's a one coming up. So, yeah. Um, so we've, we've done it. We've done it. We're doing it again more. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the song. Thank you, Jesus for the blood applied. Thank you, Jesus for the blood applied. That is, uh, who's the artist on charity that? Gale charity Gale. Yes. Okay, cool. I, I know the song. I don't know anything about it. Okay. Um, I know the refrain that I actually, I think we, we must have sung it like in the last couple of weeks. Yes. Because it was on my brain like yep. waking up the other day. Yep. Actually, I was out of town a couple of weeks ago and uh, Nadia yep. led it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so this song starts out by just stating the separation. It says, it says, I was a wretch. I remember who I was. I was lost. I was blind. It says, I was running out of time. Hmm. There's something there, like we f- we feel that like there's urgency when you're starting yep. to feel that pull. Yeah, you know? yeah. Sin separated. There was a there was a breach that was too wide. It says, but from the far side of the chasm, you held me in your sight. I think that's beautiful. Like there's been a plan for this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it says, so so you made a way 
like through that chasm by leaving heaven's throne. I love that picture. I, you might hear me say that when I pray a lot. It's a beautiful picture. There's not another king in history that's left his throne to reach the level of his people for a redemptive moment. Yeah. That doesn't happen yeah. except for with Jesus. Mm. So um, then it says, and there at the cross, you pay the debt I owe. Uh, broke my chains, freed my soul for the first time I had hope. And then here's the refrain, and let's talk about it a little bit. It says, thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. Thank you, Jesus, it has washed me white. Thank you, Jesus, you have saved my life. You've brought me from the darkness into glorious light. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, it is. The imagery in there is... um I find it really wonderful and encouraging um, because I think like I've been a believer for a length of time. And so there are, there are certain analogies in being a believer, you know, what is salvation like? What do, how do we understand it? And so all of these things, like I've, I've worked through before, but there's something about this song that invites me to sing it and to sing it fresh, you know, for the day to, from my vantage point today, like I, I do remember like that, um, you know, without Jesus, there's, it's, um, I don't want to say like there's no point in, in existence, but it's, it's not the same kind of hope. It's yeah. not the same kind of story. Um, the, the lines that you read about the breach was far too wide mm-hmm. and from the far side of the chasm. I, I remember like learning about Jesus as if he were a bridge across a chasm. Yes. But like that was always two dimensional as yeah. a diagram. Yeah. <laughs> this is three dimensional. Here to here. Yeah. 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 And I feel like I, I do feel in this particular song, I feel like, um, and, and I don't mean more to this than what I'm saying, but I even if these aren't my f- favorite analogies, yeah. I want to sing this because I want the person next to me sure. to also be enabled to sing this song that like God's love has made a way to know his love in it for real. And like, the, I actually, the first line, it says, I was a wretch. I remember who I was. There's something about remembering. Yeah. And that's kind of what you're yeah. drawing out. It's like, yeah, remember back to when you were in this process. Yeah. And yeah, maybe it's going to encourage edify. Yeah. Like corporate worship. There's a point here. Yeah. The person next to me to like sense that, like what you're saying. So. Okay. So the word wretch, the yes. word wretch, <laughs> yeah. it shows up in Christian songs and, and in worship songs at times. Um, and I kind of like it. Yeah. Um, I, it's not a comfortable word. Like, there's nothing about wretch that's really got. I mean, I mean, it means to like be close to throwing up in the verb sense. Yes. And in the like noun or adjective sense, it's got just it. It, it doesn't paint a pretty no, picture. No, it doesn't. Yeah. So singing that, singing I I was a wretch, uh-huh. or even inviting someone to reflect on Are you a wretch? Yeah. Is a really um, sensitive thing. Uh, but I do think it's important. Yeah. Um, I think it's important because the message of the gospel doesn't start with our sin, mm-hmm. but it does take our sin very seriously. Yes. Yeah. Um, the good news is that, is that Jesus, even before we knew we needed his redemption was providing it, you know, he had that insight. Yeah. yeah that's, that's right. Um, there is something though that is important. Uh, so like things that I've enjoyed that have, that have maybe helped me think personally about my own life, mm-hmm. personality, uh, trait inventories or mm-hmm. Enneagram, you know, like I, there's nothing that we can do in talking about our humanity that ignores like the broken side of us. Yeah. Like, and not if we're going to have an honest conversation. Right. And so I, I, 
I really appreciate the boldness of this song yeah. to just name that and to name that that's a re- not just a real thing and real description, but there is real distance between us and yeah. God. Yeah. And yet God is intent on through Jesus bridging that distance. Yeah. And it's like that first line in the chorus, thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. Some people might, if they're not super familiar, they might kind of go, wait, what? Yeah. You know, yeah, so talk about that, that. There's this like so atonement is like maybe a okay. fancy word that okay. we could use in this sense. Okay. Um, what, what? How would you, how would you describe that line? Like yeah. from from even just like your training in like okay. seminary, like <laughs> like how can we unpack like yeah. clearly like yeah. this thought of blood applied? Okay. And then I'll take a stab as well. Yeah, no, thank you for asking, and also um, no thank you for asking, because like, <laughs> there are so many directions my brain <laughs> wants to go. Given, yeah. When I first started hearing about Jesus, the idea of the blood applied was a really big thought sure. in that circle of believers. Yeah. So I've lived with these words a long time, but Same. been trying to understand them. Um, and so like, my mind first goes to like you know sacrifice and atonement, mm-hmm. especially as is pictured in the Old Testament, yeah. you know? Um, and my brain also then goes to like parts of scripture where it talks about the, you know, the, the, the Jesus by his blood, he ransomed men for God and Mm -hmm. things like that. I think that, um, maybe today the best way to, to talk about it is like, thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. There's something I like in singing this where it doesn't have to have a real strict theological definition, but it kind of invites me into this place of like, part of what we do is we, we proclaim the good news of Jesus and we enter that story by faith. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good, but there is this, there's this other layer of Jesus is working his story yes. into me. I love that. Yeah. So like when, right now, at least when we're singing this song, thank you, Jesus for the blood applied, like part of what I'm singing is thank you, Jesus, that like you're working into me what you've done for me. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus, that like your blood isn't just an artifact yes. from two two centuries or millennia ago. Your your blood has relevance today. Yeah. And when I sing that, this is what my mind's just going everywhere. When I sing that, then I realize like, oh yeah, like I remember the gospel is um it's it's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Because we are saying, suggesting, singing and praying that the blood of Jesus is relevant today. Um, and, and I don't say that as a condemnation. It's yeah. like invitation, but man, what a strange invitation. Right. Like The beauty of the invitation, and here's kind of my stab at it a little bit. Yeah, in, go for it. In Please. closing is like the grace of the gospel is that we've received something that we didn't deserve. The mercy of the gospel is that we didn't receive maybe what we did and like that's the what we did like what we did deserve like what we did deserve yeah yeah like okay. and that's the beauty of the blood applied to me mm. to you yeah to all of us yeah is that there's a grace in it and there's a mercy in it like man maybe you know when it's when when the psalms are talking about walking through the valley of shadow of death and that goodness sometimes says love and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. Like mm. that's the blood again, following us, chasing us down, mm. being applied mm. and then applied mm. and then applied. Like you're saying, I love that. It's not an artifact from two millennia ago. Like yeah. it's something that's relevant right now for all of us. And that's why worship matters. Mm. That's why we're singing 
songs that matter thanks for looking at that one with us a little bit oh man thank you thank you for taking time to yeah. unpack these things so in everything uh church we were kind of thrilled to be to have done the work that we've done this year yeah. to, to have um to have things that everyone can can have handles for what are we doing why are we doing it especially when it comes to worshiping together um and it's easy to see how that drills down even yes. to the songs that we sing the particular songs um and it's a joy to be singing with you uh we love being together we know that based on life and schedules you know everyone's got weekends where they're away but um i think like you probably need to hear from like me and caleb like it's always a joy to see you and to be together yes. at church yes. um doing this doing this weekly is is no burden it's no strain it's actually um a deep joy yeah and so be present as often as you can in the upcoming year i think you will be encouraged and your presence will encourage others. That's that's how this works. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to The Deep Dive. The Deep Dive uh, is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> and uh, Caleb, I'm not actually sure what I'm supposed to say. Thanks Brad says it so well he every does, week. Uh, but uh, thank you for joining us. <laughs> you can get The Deep Dive anywhere I believe that podcasts yes. are found. So you can watch it on YouTube or you can listen on podcast apps like the one that says podcast on my phone that app uh, or others all right y'all take care we look forward to talking with you again and i know that you and i think brad are going to be back yeah. in december to talk about one of the songs we're going to sing during the christmas season yeah so tune in for that we'll catch you we then. love y'all we'll see you this sunday thanks for listening to the deep dive a calvary church media productions podcast be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.